Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is the Graybar Sports Open Line. Goes mid swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Back at you as we are into our second hour. This hour will not be quite as long as the other. Well, the hour will be still 60 minutes, but this show will not be taking up the entire 60 minutes because uh, we'll get out of here for Cardinals baseball. Our coverage set to begin in about 40 minutes. Uh, this hour, we're going to have uh, Brendan Schaefer with us. He's going to join us in about 15, 20 minutes. Covers the Cardinals for KMOV.com. I wanted to run something that uh, took place on our sister station, 97.1 FM Talk, earlier today. Uh, we talk about sports gambling a little bit here. I'm not passionate about it. I don't I don't partake. I think the industry side of it, the business side of it is incredibly interesting. I think there's too many players right now, and at some point uh, some of these corporations, companies that are involved are going to have to start going away because there's so much money being thrown away. But it is still very much in a growth phase in our country. And the state of Missouri is lagging a little bit behind. And this is where I do get a little passionate about it. And I understand people who have moral objections to sports gambling. Again, I'm not a sports gambler. I just, I don't do it. Like I always say, there's really big buildings in Las Vegas and there's a reason they're able to build them all. And the the house wins. So I, I avoid sports gambling, but there's people who are good at it. There's people who are really good at it and good on them. What bothers me, and I'm not trying to get too terribly political here, what bothers me is watching potential Missouri tax dollars go across the river to Illinois, in Kansas City going across the river to Kansas, north of here going across, uh, I guess it's not across the river, but going across the border and uh, getting to uh, getting to Iowa. There's there's a lot of bordering states that have legalized sports gambling, and there's a lot of illegal sports gambling going on too. If you really want to gamble on sports, you can whether you're using an offshore site, whether you're using a, a local bookie who's doing things that are not above board, whatever it might be, there is the anybody who wants to sports gamble can. So we might as well tax it. That's my that's my take on it. Uh, earlier today, Senator Denny Hoskins spoke with uh, our guy, Brad Young. You hear him uh, generally on Wednesday nights uh, hosting At Your Service here on KMOX. He's been filling in for uh, Mark Reardon this week over on uh, Sister Station 97.1 FM Talk. And uh, he had Senator Denny Hoskins, who's uh, from uh, District 21, had him on to uh, speak a little bit about uh, where it's at right now in terms of legalized sports gambling in the state of Missouri. Brad Young in today. And... I think since January, I've been asked multiple times by folks just asking me about whether Missouri will finally allow legal sports betting. So a month ago, I thought the bill in the Missouri legislature would pass. 
Uh, now I'm betting against it. Sorry to make the pun, but I'm betting against it passing. But listen, don't listen to me on this. Let's get the story from someone who has a far better, better handle on this than do I. State Senator Denny Hoskins from the 21st District. Hey, uh, Senator Hoskins, thanks for joining us this afternoon. Yes, thanks for having me, Brad. Uh, let's look at this chronologically for a moment. The, the, the initial issue when this bill came up as far as I can tell, was over video lottery machines. So I guess, first of all, Senator, what are video lottery machines, and why was this the initial sticking point uh, as this sports betting bill moved through the legislature? Yeah, video lottery terminals is what we call them in Missouri, and and you can find them in Illinois. They are illegal in Illinois. You can also find some of the unregulated ones in Missouri at truck stops and bars and taverns and convenience stores and things like that. They look like a slot machine or video poker machine, and currently the ones in Missouri are unregulated. Um, Like I said, in the state of Illinois, uh, they do have a a legal form of uh, video lottery terminals over in Illinois. But yes, this is something that I've I've been very supportive of. It would bring in over $250 million to the state of Missouri that could be used for education, as well as using some of the fees to help out with our veterans' homes and cemeteries. And then, you know, these are in our small businesses. So many of the small businesses uh, owners that are just trying to get by, Mm -hmm. um, it would help them as as well. So when you say unregulated, isn't that just a fancy way of saying they're not legal and the revenue is not being taxed? Well, um, y- yes and no. So there, there are some people that believe that they are um, legal in the state of Missouri. There's some court cases going on uh, according to that to, for those ones that are in the state of Missouri to say that, hey, um, they are illegal. Um, the owners of, of these, as well as the businesses that they're in, believe that they are legal. They're just unregulated. When so I talk about unregulated, I, I just mean like, hey, if, you, if it says you're going to win two out of every hundred times that you play it, Someone is actually checking to make sure that someone wins two times out of every hundred times that that you play it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's that's kind of the question that's going on and it's being fought out in the courts right now. So I'm going to fast forward a little bit. Um, earlier this month, the Senate voted on an amendment that would have allowed video lottery terminals, I believe, at truck stops and veterans and fraternal halls. And, and that amendment passed with bipartisan support. Uh, but why did this bill languish? after the passage of this amendment? Well, actually, uh, Senator Schroer offered an amendment to uh, put video lottery terminals in uh, fraternal organizations, um, veteran organizations, and truck stops. And unfortunately, that amendment did not pass. And so uh, that amendment failed to add uh, video lottery terminals to Senate Bill 30. Senate Bill 30 is Senator Luke DeMeyer's bill, which is a sportsbook-only bill. In my mind, um, when we talk about gambling, I, I think it's all one discussion where we're talking about the unregulated VLTs that are in uh, these places in Missouri, whether we're talking about uh, expanding sportsbook or, or having sportsbook in the state, and when we talk about um, just legalizing video lottery terminals, a regulated form of, of what we see out there today. So, like I said, that amendment did fail. Uh, there was, I think, on the Senate Bill 30, Senator Luke DeMeyer sportsbook-only bill, there was about, uh, not including myself, there was 11 senators that offered about 20 amendments and amendments to the amendments, and my colleagues are, are all over the place. Some of my colleagues want a video lottery terminal-only bill. Some of my colleagues want a sportsbook-only bill. Some of my colleagues say I'll only vote for them if you put them together. 
And then I've got some colleagues that say, hey, according to the Missouri Republican Party platform, it says we do not support any expansion of gambling in the state of Missouri. A sports book, which is illegal in the state of Missouri, would be an expansion of gambling. So, um, you know, trying to thread that needle and, and find a compromise has been uh, proven difficult. We're uh, we're talking to State Senator Denny Hoskins from the 21st District, and and Senator, generally, I'm opposed to gambling. Uh, I, I think the, the the biggest form of gambling I do every day is getting out of bed. But uh, but in, but in a state where right now marijuana is legal, the lottery is legal, casino gambling is legal, isn't it hard to make the case that sports betting should continue to be illegal? Yeah. Yes, I, I think it it is hard to make that case, but. You know, I've got uh, 33 other state senators and probably 33 uh, different ideas on, on what should we, we should legalize here in the state of Missouri. Um, you know, I've, like I said, I, I've got senators that are all all over the place, and that's what I'm trying to do is trying to thread the needle and, and find a mm-hmm. compromise bill that we can pass that would include uh, some sort of, of compromise on video lottery terminals in the state that, you know, there's probably 15 to 20,000 of these unregulated machines out in the state of Missouri. Like I said, Illinois, they're already legal in Illinois, as well as get a, a version of Sportsbook. Um, you know, the Sportsbook bill that, uh, as amended, um, the casino said that they, they wouldn't, uh, they don't want it to pass because of some of the amendments that senators offered onto that bill. Um, as far as the tax rate, increasing the tax rate, as far as increasing some of the fees, uh, Senate Bill 30, as, as was put out on the on the Senate floor. The fees collected from the casinos on that aren't even enough to pay for administering the program from the Missouri Gaming Commission. So, the, so that um, would be a net loss. Yes, that that would be a, a net net loss uh, to the state. And then uh, it did not. Uh, I think it only included maybe five hundred thousand dollars for problem compulsive gambling. I know Illinois, you know, across the river, they have sports book. They legalized it. Uh, they just did a study. Uh, they have 383,000 uh, people that they've identified as problem and compulsive gamblers, and they just added within the last year $10 million more to their problem compulsive gambling budget to the state of Illinois because of some of the problems that it's caused. I've always been one to say that, hey, the stakeholders that are going to make millions of dollars on this, i.e. the casinos, um, on average, it's expected that each casino would make about $24 million net after paying taxes per year if sports would book would pass in the state of Missouri, that they need to be responsible for any problems that it, that it causes. And so, you know, those are some of the things that we're, we're working through. We're, uh, we're talking to State Senator Denny Hoskins from the 21st District. And, and Senator, you raised a point earlier in our discussion that I want to come back to. Uh, Missouri is surrounded by states that all allow sports betting in one form or another. So how does Missouri's failure to act on this? And we're seeing, you know, more dysfunction right now in the legislature than what you would see in the Cardassian family. But, uh, but in this instance, how does this negatively impact the state of Missouri when it looks like we just can't get our act together? Well, I I would say, you know, the, the fiscal note on this, when you talk about the fiscal note, it said that uh, casinos would make about $300 million dollars, um, if sportsbook were legalized here in the state of Missouri. And I know some people have said, well, look at all that, that at a 10% tax rate, that would be $30 million in the state of Missouri. I, w- I would argue that uh, if we don't have sportsbook, I guess, then $300 million that people 
would spend on sports book because the $300 million that the casinos are making are, are going to the casino bottom line. Uh, people are keeping that in their pockets. You know, I'm not opposed to sports book. In fact, I was the first one to offer a sports book bill, an amendment, I believe five years ago. And I filed sports book only bills. I filed VLT only bills. I filed combination of those. Um, hopefully, you know, like I said, I, I'm not, uh, I'm, I've not given up. Um, I've continued to work with Senator Luke Demeyer and Representative Houks. And, you know, we're just trying to, trying to find a path forward. But right mm-hmm. now, it just doesn't appear like there's much of an appetite and a, a sense of urgency uh, with my colleagues in, in order to try and get something done before session ends on May 12th. Has Governor Parson expressed his opinion on whether he would even sign or even perhaps veto a sports betting bill? And has he communicated that to the legislature? Uh, you know, it's I, I can't speak for Governor Parson, but I believe that he has publicly said in the past that, hey, if, if we get him a bill, and whether that's a sportsbook only bill or one that includes VLTs or one that one that's uh, both, that he would he would consider and um, sign that piece of legislation. Every year, and I follow uh, I follow legislation very very closely. I've even written several bills over the years uh, myself. But as I as I look at the legislature, it always operates in the same fashion. That is, starting about mid April, there's just this rush to get things done by mid May when the session's over. Uh, in the yes. in the rush to get things done, does this even if you could pass something, or do you see? any movement on the floor to get this done before May 12, in light of the fact that there's so many other bills, so many other issues, and very little time left to act on it. Right. Well, obviously, uh, gam- gambling and, and gaming and video lottery terminals, as well as sportsbook and, and the revenue that they would bring in to help, uh, you know, my veterans home in Warrensburg, Missouri, as well as education, was a priority, has been a priority for me, and will continue to be a priority. You know, I filed Senate Bill 1, which had VLTs as well as Sportsbook in it. However, you, you are correct. Everything does come down to the last two or three weeks as we uh, move through those move through those things. In fact, today on the Senate floor, we're supposed to be debating uh, the House budget bills. And so these are, are you know, how we, our, our vision is to, you know, spend your taxpayer dollars. And we have about a $6 billion surplus here in the state of Missouri. I believe that we should provide some tax relief to our taxpayers and to Missourians. And I would like to see some personal property tax cuts, as well as some income tax cuts and, and things like that. However, in the Senate uh, Appropriations Committee that we met last week, and, and I serve on that committee, uh, there was in new decision items, these are things that uh, were not uh, part of last year's budget or were not part of the House budget, the Senate Appropriations Committee approved $9.7 billion and 690 new employees as part of new decision items um, in the budget. And I have a lot of concerns concerns about those. And so, you know, uh, that's one of the big fights that we'll probably have today and, and through May 5th. The budget is due on May 5th. And so a lot of, a lot of it does get down to the last two or three right. weeks. And Senator, Senator say, if, you, if you had to bet, if you had to bet, sorry to use the term, but if you had to bet one way or the yeah. other, does this get a, a, a vote, yes or no? Uh, I, I think it's it's an uphill battle to pass sports book or any gambling bill this session. You know, I met with Representative Hawks today, and, and we both concluded that it doesn't appear like there's a, a path. I got it. Uh, Senator Denny Hoskins from the 21st District. Hey, thanks for joining us this afternoon. Thanks for having me. 
That was our guy, Brad Young, filling in over on Sister Station 97.1 FM Talk. Of course, you can hear him hosting at your service on uh, Wednesday nights when there is a program talking with uh, Senator Denny Hoskins. All that, and the bottom line is it doesn't sound especially good that sports gambling is going to get approved in this session. It's going to get approved at some point, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen in the very near future. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll uh, welcome on to the program Brendan Schaefer. He covers the Cardinals for KMOV.com. We'll get his take on everything going on with the Cardinals right now. What is his panic level on behalf of the team? We'll discuss that in just a moment. It's Graybar Sports Open Line on KMOX. News Radio KMOX, the home of the Cardinals. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Back at it on a Graybar Sports Open Line here on KMOX. We have about 20 minutes left in the program, and then we will make way for St. Louis Cardinals baseball, Cardinals-Giants game two of a four-game set tonight. Keeping you updated on Adam Wainwright. He is pitching for Double A Springfield in a road game today at Wichita. So far, one inning, one run, three hits, no strikeouts, and one walk. We're very happy to welcome on to the program. Covers the Cardinals for uh, Channel 4, KMOV.com. He is Brendan Schaefer. You follow him on Twitter at bschafer12. Brendan, always good to talk to you. How are you? Doing well, man. How are we tonight? Uh, we're doing all right. What's your initial reaction to Adam Wainwright's one inning of work tonight? You know, I don't think I want to overreact to anything from the line score. It feels like the main point of getting him another rehab start with Springfield is just to get the pitch count up, get him closer to what he'll need to accomplish at the big league level. So I'm going to wait till I see it with my eyes in St. Louis before we overreact to anything. So as long as he comes out healthy, that's that's the main thing as I look at it. It's not a coincidence that he's pitching on the same night as Jake Woodford, assuming that it just does not go terribly horrible tonight for Wainwright. Can we pencil him in when this uh, spot comes around next time in the rotation? It feels like that to me. I was even a little surprised they gave him a second go at it, but they've done that before in the past where they've tried to ramp guys up at the big league level when it comes to pitch count, and maybe they just didn't want to rush things with Wainwright. Make sure that when they get him back, they get him back for good. 
So I think, yeah, as long as he checks all the boxes off tonight, we'll probably see him in five days or so. All right, so I am captain. It's early. Everything's going to be fine. It gets harder and harder to say that on an everyday basis. For me, it's not yet to a point of pressing the panic button, but the results are what the results are, and it's not the first week of the season anymore. Where are you at in terms of being worried about the results that we're seeing here through the first few weeks for the Cardinals? Well, I'm at the point where I think it's something to pay attention to. I I do think it matters that they haven't been able to win a a series opener yet. That's kind of a bit of a concern. It just kind of leaves you starting off on the wrong foot each time you play a different team, and and then you're always trying to chase from there. And I, I think the Cardinals have the talent to do a little bit of that chasing, but I'm a little worried about the identity, right? Like, what would you say is the one thing about this Cardinals team right now that you can hang their hat on? I don't think there is uh, such an obvious answer to that question, and it's something they've got to explore and work out, but it's hard to deny all the talent that's in the room, and so I feel as though it should be something that comes around for the Cardinals, but yeah, like you said, it'll only be early for so long before we have to start asking some tough questions about the way things are going. There are trends in games that they tend to lose, like not hitting with runners in scoring position, like giving up a single big inning that kind of ruins the whole night. Both those things happened yesterday with the four-run sevens for the Giants and 0-for-6 with runners in scoring position. And what I just said probably applies to more teams than the Cardinals, but what I just said is probably happening too often for the Cardinals at the same time. Yeah, it seems like if it's not one, it's at least the other on a given night, right? And like you said yesterday, it was kind of both with the outing by Verhagen not going the way you'd hoped and a very uncharacteristic error by Tommy Edmond, right? Like that's something that hardly ever happens, but you kind of sprinkle that into the mix as well. And you're just kind of left with uh, some exasperation, I feel like, because at some point it feels, okay, the Cardinals are going to catch a break on one of these deals. But as time keeps going on and they don't yet do it, you, you just have to kind of put up your hands and say, well, when is that coming? Because right now, uh, Cardinals fans are looking for it. Paul DeYoung had a good first game, not as good second game. Do you have, what's your, what's your expectations if there is any, or or can there be expectations on what the Cardinals are going to get out of him? Honestly, like, I think if you set the bar at, hey, he is probably an improved version of Taylor Motter in a similar role where uh, we know that DeYoung's bat in the past has provided some home run pop. And so, From that standpoint, it would be nice to see that on occasion. But if nothing else, he's a solid defender, I think, at all the infield positions to where uh, you can at least expect that as a baseline. But if the bat doesn't dictate it, Matt, I just don't think he's going to be in the lineup all that often. We know the Cardinals have got a lot of talent in the middle infield. And so I think the young will have to earn everything he gets with this team, uh, which maybe wasn't always the case in the past. Is there pressure on, maybe the pressure's on us in the media, but is there pressure on anybody to kind of send forth that narrative you just said? because so many people are unhappy about Paul DeYoung. A lot of it is connected to the money that he's making, but at the same time, when you compare him to Taylor Motter, and this is not me trying to take a shot at Motter, but he's he's going to produce more than a Taylor Motter would. Nobody's upset about Motter being on the roster, but people are upset about DeYoung being on the roster. Absolutely. I've been trying to say it's it's like proportionality. I think the, the angst over Paul DeYoung's return is not proportionate Uh, to the amount of impact that he'll probably have in a positive or negative way, honestly, with this team. If you say, hey, Paul DeYoung, maybe he was a starter in the past and and you might have had frustration with the low batting average and things of that nature. But if you look at what his expectations are with this roster, I would say 26 man and offering versatility across the infield. If you look at it through that lens, I think you can change your expectation level. And and sure, the guys around Paul DeYoung, that means those guys have more expectations. And so they do need to perform. 
But I don't think Paul DeYoung has to carry the weight of the 2023 season for the Cardinals. And, Matt, I don't know the answer. I've tried to say it. I'm sure you've been uh, preaching that gospel as well. But uh, there are just certain players, it seems like, at times that Cardinals Nation is going to fixate upon. And uh, Paulie seems to be one of those for whatever reason. I'm embarrassed about the question I'm about to ask you because I I can't believe these, these words should not be coming out of my mouth. But they're going to. The Cardinals have three players, essentially, that have their spot set every day in Arenado, Contreras, and Goldschmidt. Everybody else, we saw Edmund at second yesterday. Everybody else could be in a variety of positions. Good, bad, neutral. Like Generally, you think of versatility as being a really good thing, but at the same time, you always hear people say that guys like to know where they're going to be at when they walk in. I never thought of it as a negative thing, but when you see this team struggle the way they're going, you, you try to find everything that could possibly be leading to it. Yeah, and I think they really were committed at the beginning of the year to saying, hey, it's okay. These are interchangeable pieces. We want to be the forward-thinking baseball team that uses platoons to our advantage and looks at the analytics and and makes sure to, on a given day, put everybody in the best chance based on that matchup to succeed. And and I don't know that it's a deal where like modern ballplayers should be able to know the deal, that it's it's not going to be like it used to be, where you're going to know your role every given day and those sorts of things. But there may be something to the fact that the changes have been so rapid and frequent uh, for these different players that uh, some sense of identity is lacking because of it. Right. I, I still kind of go back to that term where maybe a little bit more certainty for guys on a day-to-day basis would help. But I generally agree with the idea that, Hey, you should have the type of team that understands. And maybe that comes from the top down to make sure the players are bought into the idea of being used in different ways, but understands the advantages of a modern look to a lineup and a modern look to a ball club, because I think you can gain an advantage from that. But the guys do have to understand in that clubhouse, the reasons behind some of those decisions when you make them. There was vocal veteran leadership last year with an Albert Pujols and a Yadier Molina and Adam Wainwright. And Wainwright's around, but he hasn't been around around quite yet. He'll be back soon. Uh, we're, we're still watching Wilson Contreras kind of define his role on the on this team. Is there is there something there that this clubhouse culture, this clubhouse environment, is still being cultivated, and somehow, some way, that might have an impact on what's going on on the field? I think you could say that there may be a bit of a feeling out process, and I like the word cultivated to describe what could be happening behind closed doors. But when I think about the names in that room, Matt, you've got the Arenados and the Goldschmidts, and I think Wilson Contreras is a very positive impact type of guy when you think of a veteran that was added to this team. Adam Wainwright, you mentioned, is is going to be rejoining on a more consistent basis to be around uh, on, on home and road games. So, I think the names and the guys and the presences in that room are still enough for this group, but maybe it is just sort of a meshing and a feeling out period that they're still going through a little bit. Uh, And and right. We ask these questions because we're looking at the nine and 14 record. We're looking at the results and saying, well, something's got to be it. And so we're kind of searching for what that could be. Uh, I, I do think though, at a certain point, weeks will go by and we won't just be able to attribute it to poor luck. And so that's kind of why we're looking at these other factors. And I think it makes sense. Uh, but again, I, it's like with the DeYoung conversation. If we can keep it proportionate, maybe that'll help us keep a level head about things. As I, I've always been a talent wins out guy. And yeah, maybe you yeah. can win a game here. You can win a game there because of the clubhouse culture, a, a manager making a decision. But at the end of the day, sports across the board, if you've got the most talent, more often than not, you're going to win. And I look at the four other teams, forget the Reds, I look at the three other teams in the division, in the Pirates, <laughs> the Brewers, and the Cubs, who are all in front of the Cardinals, and the Cardinals clearly have more talent than them, so I'm sitting here waiting for those teams to fall off and for the Cardinals to surge. 
Yeah, and I think that's reasonable. But then we look at the Cardinals and go, well, their record is what it is right now. And so uh, the surge is going to have to happen from them and not from anybody coming back their direction. I do look at a team like the Brewers and go, all right, their pitching is kind of carrying them, and it might be better than I thought it would be. I'm not convinced that their lineup is going to be able to maintain this. Uh, The Cubs, I thought coming into the year, could be a sneaky team to finish above 500. And right now they're playing at that level. The one that's crazy, though, Matt, is the Pirates. Like, if the vibes are that great for the Pirates for six months, I'm not going to discount the possibility that they could have a little bit of that magic going on with uh, Andrew McCutcheon back, right? Like, Cardinals fans know how that works with Albert Pujols having returned last year and the way that had a jolt to the city and the fan base and the team itself. I don't know if the Pirates have the talent to win this division, um, but it is kind of scary when you start talking about things like devil magic and such. Uh, The Pirates are an interesting team to watch, but I agree with what you said about the others. The Cardinals do have more talent on paper, and it's just a matter of getting the most out of that talent day-to-day right now, I feel. If the Pirates can keep everybody together and keep everybody healthy, obviously they're playing this year without O'Neal Cruz, but now they uh, they got Brian Reynolds in the fold, signing him to a big contract, so that's worked out. Uh, There's finally a baseball adult in the room running things with the Pirates, and I think a couple years down the line, that could be a really good Pirates team. It could be, and can we at least be happy for that fan base, right? Like, to sign Brian Reynolds, he was in trade talks for years because, historically, we've known the Pirates to be an organization that's not going to sign a guy like that and keep him around for his whole career. It's kind of refreshing to see the contract there for Brian Reynolds. I thought he would make a great Cardinal, and now that's obviously out the window with the way things have gone, but uh, I think it's nice for Pirates fans and, and, and maybe some intrigue for the division to have them as more of a force than they've been in recent years. If the industry is going to be critical of them not spending money, then I do think there's an obligation that we applaud them when they do. Definitely. I, I couldn't agree more, and it's good that it's a homegrown player that they get to see through now uh, with this extension, too. He is Brendan Schaefer. You read him at KMOV.com. You follow him on Twitter at bschafer 12 Brendan, thanks so much for uh, taking the time. We'll do it again real soon. Definitely, man. Good to talk to you. All right, very good. Brendan Schaefer joining us here on the program. We have just a few minutes left before uh, we make way for St. Louis Cardinals baseball. Cardinals and Giants tonight. Game two of a four-game series as the Cardinals will look to even up the series at a game apiece. This is a Gray Bar Sports Open Line on KMOX. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. He's America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Describe your perfect date. It's a tough one. (laughs) I'd have to say April 25th, because it's not too hot, not too cold. All you need is a light jacket. That's true. It's 62 degrees right now here in downtown St. Louis. We welcome you back in Michael Calhoun, newsman extraordinaire, host of Total Information PM, had that cut from Miss Congeniality all ready to go for uh, TIPM today and didn't use it. So he gifted it upon 
to uh, Sports Open Line, and we got it in here with just a few minutes left in the program. Did want to mention City SC, they are in action as we speak. They are playing a U.S. Open Cup matchup, and if you don't understand the U.S. Open Cup, if you're an American sports fan, it makes no sense, but it's... um, in the middle of the MLS season, there there can be other tournaments going on, and this is essentially a tournament that matches up uh, multiple levels of soccer throughout the United States. So it's not just MLS teams. Uh, tonight, uh, City SC, they're matching up against uh, Union Omaha. They're a USL team, and they are in the 38th minute, and City has a one nothing lead in that. Uh, the city of St. Louis has a lot of history when it comes to the U.S. Open Cup. Ten championships from this city. Ben Millers became the first St. Louis-based team to win the tournament in 1920. Um, various St. Louis sides have gone on to win the Cup since uh, Ben Miller's inaugural achievement. The uh, St. Louis Skull and Steel in 1922. The St. Louis Sticks, Bear, and Fuller FC in 1933 and 1943. St. Louis Central Breweries in 1935. St. Louis Simpkins Ford in 1948 and 1950. St. Louis Cutis SC in 1957 and 1986. And then the most recent victory for a team from St. Louis came in 1988 when the St. Louis Bush Seniors came away with a win. This is not technically the first year for this organization to be part of it because St. Louis City 2, they played in it last year, and uh, they ended up uh, losing in the second round when falling in penalty shots against uh, Louisville City. Actually, that was the third round. Excuse me. City 2 was eligible because City 1 was not yet in existence. So there you go. It's going on right now. Uh, it's on our sister station, Y98, and then City SC will return to MLS play coming up this Saturday. They are going to have a home matchup against Portland. That's going to be a 7.30 start time, the Vantage Credit Union game time. We've got Cardinals baseball coming up next. Cardinals, Giants tonight. Jake Woodford on the mound. He's, he knows that Adam Wainwright's pitching a double-A tonight. We'll see uh, what kind of response he has. Old friend John Brebbia going to be the opener for the Giants as they go with a bullpen game. Coverage from the Cardinals Radio Network begins in 5 minutes and 11 seconds. I'll be back with you for Ameren Total Access. Don't go anywhere. Cardinals baseball on the way next right here on KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.